Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is an awesome day. This is an awesome day. And the presence of the Lord is in this place. I want to thank Dr. Hancock for pressing on through, for getting on up anyway. That's what it's all about. When you're doing kingdom work, sometimes you just got to press your way, no matter what it looked like, how it feel or how it seemed, and do what you got to do. And I appreciate you, Dr. Hancock. Thank you. Let's give her a hand. And I also want to recognize her husband, Minister Maurice Hancock. I want to thank the Lord for him standing behind his family and his wife for his encouragement to them. And we thank God for him as well and their children. Thank you. Let's give him a hand. Amen. Wow. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I'm glad to see Mother McDade in the house today. Amen. I am so glad to see her in the house today. Amen. Amen. We're glad to have you. Amen. Wow. Our children, your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, they have done an excellent job in giving worship to Christ's resurrection. I am just awesome. I, I am so filled with the joy of the Lord, and it's an honor to see how far God has brought our young people. He has brought them a long ways. And some of them now have grown up and they're able to cross on in and step on into the vision and say, hey, I can help. I can help. I, I want to say to every youth, every young person that was on program, not going to call all the names, but all of you all and your parents, thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome job, awesome job. It's an honor to see them in the house of the Lord. Amen. And especially on the Lord's day. Amen. That's why we didn't mind if they read from the papers. Amen. We didn't mind if they didn't remember it all. That's right. That's right. They were in the house of the Lord. Amen. And, and that's it right there. Oh, I'm going to take my time. I want to thank the parents, all the grandparents, all the great-grandparents. I want to thank all the aunties, uncles. Thank you. Thank you. KSL doors are always open to the youth. Always. There will always be a place at KSL for the youth and young adults to be able to render worship unto the Lord. That's the next generation. That's the next generation. And if we're not going to be the pillars for them, we got to be the pillars. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about we got to keep praying for them. I'm talking about we got to keep 
keep our expectation up to the Lord for them. Amen. We got to keep standing in the gap for them. Amen. We were young once. Amen. You were young once. Amen. Somebody prayed for us. Amen. Somebody stood in the gap for us. Sometimes you get tired, yes. Sometimes you want it to hurry up. You want the process that God is doing in their lives to hurry up. But guess what? The Bible says God is patient. So we've got to be patient with our young people. Pillars in the ministry. God is good. Praying pillows. Crying, weeping pillows. Speaking pillows. Uh Uh-huh. Standing up for the Lord so they have somebody to see. Amen. Pillars that'll go through Amen. and show them, look, God will bring, yeah, you might go through, but God will bring you out all right. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is awesome. Parents, don't be weary in well-doing. Amen. Don't be weary, grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts and uncles. Don't be weary in well-doing. When it comes to the things of the Lord, for in due season, we're going to reap if we don't faint. So don't faint where your children are concerned, your grandchildren, great grandchildren. Don't faint. Stand. Stand. I want to acknowledge this morning Elder Joanne Taylor and her husband, Mr. Taylor. Would you stand, please? We're so honored to have you in our, would you stand up? Amen. We're so honored to have you in our midst today. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. And I and my family are honored as well to have my sister, her husband, and my nephew all the way from Florida. Stand up. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I've been told my nephew can, I think, can sing or play an instrument. So hopefully one year, <laughs> what do you say I heard? You say All right, I heard it right. So hopefully one year doing uh, either Palm Sunday or Resurrection Sunday, we can get him to do something for us. Amen? Amen. We're looking forward to that. Amen? Amen. Wow. He, he knows how to play? Well, we'll wait, but we are looking forward to him playing something for us, maybe something along with the administrator and the drummer and the, and the sound. Amen. We're going to be looking forward to it. Amen. 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 And I want to say, oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're going to have a treat then next year. Amen. We also want to acknowledge Minister Brittany Sank. Amen. Amen. And her job that she did with the baby angels. It was awesome, beautiful, 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 beautiful. We enjoyed it. Amen. Let's give them another hand. I, I sat there. And I was thinking, I said, Lord, the skit with Brother Brandon and Brother Chris and then Brother Israel III, that was awesome. It was so right, so in its rightful place. They just need 
and will continue to get encouragement. That's all they needed, just some encouragement. Amen. And I, I just want to say to them, continue, keep it up, keep it up. Always do something for the Lord. Amen. Always do something for the Lord. And I want to say to you, young man, the reason why you had to slow down is because the Holy Ghost came upon you. That's why you had to slow down. I was sitting there and said, oh, my God, look at you coming up on him. But, you know, when a mantle is, is offered, you know, it'll go to the next generation. Pillars. We're going to keep praying for you. We're going to keep praying for you. Prayer will go a long ways, and it'll do what maybe we can't do, but we're going to keep you in prayer because we're expecting great things from the Lord through you. We're expecting great things from the Lord through our babies. Come here, Elderwise. I want you to sit right here. Pillows in the church. Just let me, look, let me tell you something. Before I got here this morning, all week long, the Lord had been telling me, he said, it's going to be my day. He said, it's going to be my day. He said, tell them, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Let it flow. And I was like, okay, Lord, I don't understand, but I'm going to let you do whatever it is you want to do. Let you do whatever it is whatever it is you want to do. Pillows. In the ministry, Elder Joanne. Pillars, pillars, pillars. Pillars. It don't always feel good. It don't always look good. It, 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 sometimes you want to just run down the street and scream. But pillows, you got to keep praying. You got to hold on to Jesus. Got to stick with the word. Because God doing something. Even when we don't see him working, even when we don't understand how he's working, he's doing something. So God just told me, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Don't take down. Don't take down. Don't take down. Don't come down. They need us. They ain't going to always act like we want them to, but God working on it. He working it. Don't you take down. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Glory to God. My, my mother, she, she, she was talking with me during the week. And in her talking to me, of course, I, I called her last night before I went to bed, see how she was doing. And she said it again, and this is what she kept saying the whole week. And by the way, we are, we're into the message. Good morning, Covenant Partners. Good morning, SoundCloud listeners. Welcome to our Resurrection Day program here at KSL Ministries on 411 South Broad Street, where the joy of the Lord is going on. Amen. And if we're going to label SoundCloud, we're just talking about Jesus. It's Amen. Jesus Christ. And so she, she said it the whole week. She kept saying, she said, somebody need to load up them babies <laughs> and bring them to the church so they can be anointed with oil. 
So I said, okay, mama. I said, okay, okay. She said, I'm, she, and so she, she said it again and she said it again. Then finally she said, I'm going to tell them. They need to load them babies up <laughs> and bring them to the church so they can be anointed with all. I said, okay, mama, okay. So when I got off the phone, she left an impression in my spirit. And I began to pray. And I said, oh, God, I've been going, going, going. I said, I really haven't had a chance to really just, just get with it and pray, you know, for the breakthrough on, on, on Sunday morning, for this Sunday morning. But I began to just kneel where I was, and I began to break and pray. And I said, Lord, let souls be saved. This is what it's all about. I said, let souls be saved. Let somebody be touched to want to give their heart to the Lord. And you know what? He did. Amen. The Lord used all of you, and he did just what needed to be done. Amen. Boy, do I have something to tell my mama. <laughs> when I see her of the goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. It's all right. Let's stand. That's the, that's the future, y'all. That's the future. They're our next generation. We got to be here for them. I said, we got to be here for them. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I'm excited about Jesus. And I, I couldn't believe the strong voices that Sister Kiara and Brother Said's sons had, especially the little one. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> what is he talking about? Strong voices for the Lord. And they right here in this house. I said they right here in this house. We're not going to be before you long because I don't intend to touch. I'm trying, I'm feeling out the Holy Ghost. We're, we're not, a, and, and if anybody can tell you in here, I'm not at a lax for words Amen. to preach. <laughs> but I'm trying to sense the spirit in here of the Lord to see just what he wants me to do. I, I want us, and we're not going to be long. We're not going to be long. We're just going to touch a little bit about Jesus Christ, who is the Messiah, who has already come. Amen? Amen. And that word Messiah means expected Savior or liberator. Expected Savior or liberator. And truly, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have been liberated. Amen? Amen? I want us to please go, if you would, to Isaiah 62 and 11. Somebody say, Jesus, Jesus. Is, my is my Savior and my liberator. And my oh, you free. We're free in Christ. We're free from the bondage of sin. We're free from the bondages of the enemy, the devil himself. The blood of Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Oh, we free. Go to Isaiah 62. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your people today. And I want you to please look at Isaiah 62 and 11. And it reads, it says, Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world, Say ye to the daughters of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work is before him. Somebody said they're talking about Jesus. Say they're talking about Jesus. Go to Daniel, the book of Daniel. 
chapter 9. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Father. And it reads, Daniel 9, verse 24. This is a prophecy of Daniel in the Old Testament of the coming Savior. And it reads, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sin and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and three scores in two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublesome times. And so even in the book of Daniel, it is prophesied of the Savior coming on the scene. Because what you need to understand is that Jerusalem has gone through a lot. I'm talking about the actual city of Jerusalem. It has gone through a lot. It has been torn down. It has been attacked over and over and over again. So when Messiah came on the scene, Herod had rebuilt the temple. He had rebuilt the temple. Glory to God. And so when Messiah came, the temple was rebuilt. But Messiah came and he came to give up his body as an offering. He came to give up his temple as an offering. Jerusalem couldn't offer us salvation. Jerusalem couldn't offer us any blood, but the Savior's body came. His body was presented as a living sacrifice, a temple that was hung on the cross, shed his blood for the remission of all our sin. No one in here sitting under the sound of my voice can say that I was not a sinner. No one in here under the sound of my voice can say that I did not need the blood of Jesus Christ. We all needed the blood of Jesus. You know, you have a lot of people that say, I don't believe in that Jesus. I don't believe in that Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't believe he came for all people. Well, the word of God declares that Jesus Christ came for all people. Somebody say, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Has, united has united Jews and Gentiles, and Gentiles into one body, into one body. called the church. Look at Galatians chapter 3 for me. Amen. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. And it reads, Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Somebody say, it's all by faith. It's all by faith. So then Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. He became a curse for us, and we believe his word. Amen? Amen. It says, so the blessing of Abraham. Do you understand what that means? The blessing of Abraham could come on the Gentiles. If you were not born of Jewish descent, if your mother or your father was not a Jew, then you were considered as a Gentile. Amen? Amen. 
But the Bible decrees and declares that Jesus Christ not only came for the Jews, but he also came for the Gentiles. After you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you no longer are a Gentile. You are now called a Christian. A Christian. Well, I don't believe that that God is real. I, I don't believe that he, he really came here. And, and how do we even know that he's alive now? I'll tell you how you know. That's why salvation by the blood of Christ is a relationship with him. And as you move into the relationship through prayer, worship, and the word of God, you get a relationship started and a fellowship flowing with Jesus Christ. The Bible says when he was taken up from the disciples, he then began to deal with them through the spirit. The reason why you might not know he's real today is because you got to get your relationship in order. You got to build your altar. You got to find that place, that secret place in your home where you can go and read your word, pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, call on his name, read his word, and invite the Holy Spirit in to minister to you. This is how we know as the body of Christ that Jesus Christ is real. It is by his spirit that we know he's real. If you know that, lift your hands this morning. If you have a fellowship going and a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm talking about through the spirit. No, God is not walking the earth anymore in flesh and blood except for through us. Well, how is he able to do that? It is by his spirit. Somebody say, build your altar. So get your altar going. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, build your altar. So get you a quiet place where you can commune with the Lord. Go to Exodus chapter 12, please. You're going to know him spiritually. Stop trying to know him through your flesh. I said, stop trying to know him through your flesh. You will never know Jesus through your flesh. It must be by the spirit. You say, well, what are you talking about, pastor? What does that mean, know Jesus by the spirit? The Bible says that the word of God is spirit and life. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word is God and was God. So the word is where we need to go. You want to find Jesus today? You want to know if he's still alive? Get in your Bible. Get you a King James Bible and begin to read it. Turn off this crazy stuff. You better stop following all these false prophets. I could not believe. I could not believe what I was seeing one day. A minister that has a very high platform showing that he had made a movie. And that movie was going to air on the week of Holy Week. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, thank you, Jesus. Someone is making a movie that we can watch for Holy Week. But as me and my brother, Israel, the senior, was sitting there in the room and the commercial came on for the movie, I almost passed out. You better get your Bible. You, be you, 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 you better get your Bible. And get your relationship going with Jesus. Because many are, are, are falling by the wayside. Yeah. 
I say everybody saying Jesus don't mean Jesus. Amen. I looked up at the commercial. I'm seeing women undressing. I'm seeing sexual relationship going on in a bed. I'm seeing murder. I'm seeing guns. And I'm saying, Lord, what is this for someone with such a high platform to bring on during the Easter week, the resurrection week? Where do you think people's minds are going to be after they see that? It won't be on Jesus. I was embarrassed for them. I hung my head. I said, Lord, what are we doing? Those that have the high platforms, it's like they're falling by the wayside. But you better get your Bible. You better get your Bible. You better go tomorrow or this afternoon and buy you a King James Bible. And you better let the Holy Ghost direct you to a word-filled church. Somebody say amen. I said, somebody say amen. Amen. Go to Exodus 12. Hallelujah. I'm almost through. It's all right. Hey, because our babies and everybody that was on program have done an excellent job. I mean an excellent job. Amen. Exodus 12, verse 12. All right. And the Bible says that the Lord said back in the book of Exodus, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. Watch this. Both man and beast and against all the gods of Egypt. You want to know what's going on in our world today? You want me to tell you what's going on? Why is there so much? First of all, it is because Jesus Christ prophesied it. He said before he came back, there will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes, famines, there will be pestilence. Come on now. Uh, 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 but, but, but the second thing is that God is going to show the gods of America that he is God. You see, in the book of Exodus, the Jews celebrate their delivery from slavery in Egypt. Our Passover is to celebrate our deliverance from sin. They had a Pharaoh, but we got a Pharaoh of sin. Glory to God. And so God is letting the gods of America know I'm still God. I'm still God. You say, oh, but does it take all of that? Go back and read what he did in, in the land of Egypt. There were flies, lice, blood in the water. Come on here. There was pestilence and disease everywhere. Why? Because God was going to let them know that the gods they were serving, they are not God. God is God. Jesus Christ all by himself. And that's why I hear the Holy Ghost saying, that's why we need to be under the blood of Jesus Christ because our only protection is in Jesus Christ. While God is moving through the land and you got some naysayers that will tell you, oh, no, God wouldn't do that. God wouldn't do that. Oh, my Lord, that's not God. You got some naysayers. And they talk a good talk. But if you read your Bible, you will find out God is not only merciful, but he's a God of judgment as well. I said, God is not just merciful. He's a God of judgment as well. And before it all go down, 
the world going to know Jesus Christ is God. But the church already should know that. Amen. So we ought to be, this is what we ought to be doing. When they say, oh, the hurricane, you know, they, 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 they sum me up. Lord, have mercy. All the storms that have hit the earth, all the hurricanes, all the tornadoes, people houses in ruins, people crying over what they've lost. People already hurting, and they get on the news, and I'm wondering, I'm trying to ask myself, what are you smiling about? What's so funny? Oh, hurricane season is right around the corner. And I'm looking at them, I want to throw some at the TV, you know, but we won't break the TV because I don't feel like buying another one. (laughs) Oh, yes, hurricane season is right around the corner. I'm saying, nobody wants to hear that. People are still trying to recover. But what did the Lord say? He said, when I see the blood. Come on now. What did the word say? He said, when I see the blood, what will he do? He said, the destroyer, the destroyer will what? Pass over. So if if you're serving Jesus Christ, guess what? Then you believe in the blood. I said, you believe in the blood. He says in the 13th verse, and the blood shall be a token and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Somebody say this with me. Say the word of God says says that the plague plague will not be be upon me me to destroy me. As God is moving through the land. You better stick with the word of God. Because it's going to get a little rocky. I said you better stick with the word of God. Because it's going to get a little rocky. Oh yes it is. The closer we get to the Lord coming. The closer we get to the Lord's coming. The Bible decrees and declares. There will be famine. There will be wars. Oh my God. And rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes. There will be pestilence. But oh we got a safety place. What he told Moses. He said Moses you want to see me passing by. Then you're going to have to stand in the cliff of the rock. You're going to have to get in a strong place in order to see me and what I'm doing. Are you in a strong place? Are you in a strong place to be able to see what God is doing in these last and evil days? And I already know, don't, don't, don't write me no letters, don't email me, don't text me, because I know we're in the last days, because the word of God says that Jesus Christ was revealed in these last times for us. So when Jesus was born, the last days began. It's going to get a little rocky. But guess what? Not for the saints of God. Not for the people of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, you will see the plague. You will even sense it. But it will not be upon you to what? To destroy you. What else did he say? Exodus 12 and 14. And this day, somebody said today. Somebody say today. Today. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. Is that in your Bible? Wait a minute, Lord. What do you mean? The Passover should be unto us as a memorial. And you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. So the Passover is to be kept 
and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the shed blood of Jesus Christ is to be kept as a memorial. What does that mean? It is established. A memorial is established to remind people of a person or an event. So we do what? We celebrate Passover. We celebrate Resurrection Sunday every year. So what if I pull out the same movies of his crucifixion? So what if I pull out the same movies of his death on the cross? The Bible says I'm all right to do that because he wants me to what? Remember. He also told us don't forget to take communion. Many people miss the first Sunday taking communion. They won't even come to church. And this is what they say. Well, I don't want to take communion because I'm a sinner. But the Bible says examine yourself. He puts a place in there where you can take communion because you examine yourself before you ever put that bread to your mouth or that cup to your lips. Amen. What does examine myself mean, Pastor? It means you repent for any known sin that you have committed before you take the Lord's Supper. But the Bible says keep the feast. Take the Lord's Supper. You don't exempt yourself. You come in, you repent, and you do what? You take the Lord's Supper. He says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Somebody say, keep it. Keep the memorial. It is to be kept as a feast by an ordinance forever. What does an ordinance mean? It's a decree. It's a decree. Jesus Christ has fulfilled the first three Feast. Did you know that? They're already fulfilled. You say, what are you talking about? The feasts are in Leviticus 23. See, a lot of people want to take the Old Testament and do away with it. And they say, well, we're New Testament people. But guess what? There could have been no New Testament people until there was an Old Testament. The Old Testament reveals the New Testament. It, it, it unfolds. It's revelated through the New Testament. So we got to have the old and the new. And if we study our Bibles, which next Sunday we're going to pick up with our study about how Jesus is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen? Amen. So Jesus Christ has fulfilled the feast. He's fulfilled the eight-day Sabbath rest. And no, we're not Jehovah Witnesses. We are Christians. Amen. No, we don't have to go to church on Saturday. What are you talking about then? We're talking about the fact that the Jews celebrate their Sabbaths every Saturday, starting on Friday afternoon, and it ends on Saturday afternoon. But when Jesus arose again, he arose on a Sunday, which was an eighth day. You see, Saturday to the Jews is a seventh day. Sunday is the eighth day. So when Jesus got up, he broke all the rules, and he caused an eight-day Sabbath to come in. You say, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do you mean we got to go to church on Saturday? No. What he did was he gave us rest from toiling and trying to work out our own salvation. Amen. He shed his blood for us. He came here and became a man, and he died on the cross for us. So now we what? We got peace with God. Amen. Do you know that's the only way you're going to have peace with God? It's the blood of Jesus. You can dance around the scriptures all you want. You, you, you can dance around the name Jesus Christ all you want. But the Bible says, Jesus says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they speak of me. Everything's got to go through Jesus. Well. 
We don't have to talk. We don't have to fight to try to please God. All we got to do is say, Jesus. All we got to do is ask. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that he will do. Somebody just say, Jesus. Jesus. Say, Father God, God. in the name name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how you pray. That's how you approach God. That's how you approach God. Does that offend us? Because I said that's how you approach God. Guess what? I got news for you. Jesus died so we could get to God. He died to get us back to God. You say, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jesus, God, is there three? No, there are three personalities, three characters in one person. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. That's a powerful God. That's a powerful God. I was saving this one, but I'm going to go ahead on and say it. I have seen, I have had the pleasure of having an encounter with Jesus Christ one time. I'm talking about seeing Jesus. Not a myth, not something, ooh, uh -uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. I have seen Jesus one time. I have had the privilege to see God one time. Shook my world. I came out never being the same again. But on a daily basis, I encounter the Holy Spirit. On a daily basis, I encounter the Holy Spirit. He talks with me, and he walks with me, and he tells me that I'm his own. See, the songs, the songs and the word through the Holy Spirit of Christ, who is God, they become a reality. That's why you need to learn how to fellowship with the Holy Ghost. All right, I hear you. I hear you. You said, Pastor, tell me again how to do that. You build an altar. And I'm finna get out of here. You build an altar. You say, well, how do I build an altar? You find a place in your home. See, I can rejoice and talk to God while I'm driving the car. I can listen to the tapes and the messages while I'm driving the car. But to have real fellowship... I need to be still. I need to be still. I hear you, but I work, and I got this and this and this. Make time for the Lord. I said make time for the Lord. I know you get an off day. Huh? You got to make time for the Lord. Hey, Shakata. You got to do like Daniel and Meshach, Rashak, and Abednego. The Bible says they purposed in their heart that they would not eat the king's meat. You got a purpose in your heart that you're not going to let this world engulf you with busyness. You got to make time for God. You got to make time for the word. You got to make time to build your altar. You find your room in your home, a quiet place. Uh huh. And you get the word out. You read your word. You pray to the Lord. You talk to the Lord, you invite the Holy Spirit in, you repent if you need to, but you know me, I don't, I don't pay attention to the naysayers. I repent every time before I go in the presence of God Amen. because I don't know what I've done. Amen. And see, the presence of God, see, this, we done, we done, we done watered it down so, 
until we think we can waltz any way we want to into the presence of God and he understands. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. You can't waltz your handsome self or your pretty little self on in there. No, we need to repent. So the presence of God can come in fully and commune with us. He wants to commune with you. He wants to open the scriptures to you. He wants to show you things that are yet to come. Uh huh. He wants to talk to you. Uh huh. He wants to give you directions. Hey, 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 yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. He wants to open your understanding to Him. He wants us to understand him, but it comes through fellowship at your altar. It comes through fellowship at your altar. You need to build an altar. Is there a place in your home right now where you can say, man, I just need to get to my quiet place. I just need to get to that chair. I just need to get to my altar in my quiet place where I can read my word and sing praises to my Jesus and allow his spirit to come in and fill the room. See, that's back in the Old Testament. That's back in the old tabernacle. That's what they used to do. The place was rendered unto the Lord. You didn't smoke in there. You didn't do no dope in there. You didn't watch no X-rated movies in there. Hello, you didn't do no cussing in there because that was for the Holy Spirit. Oh, I felt you. There you go, Pastor. Oh, it's time to go. She's talking about we can't cuss and we can't smoke and we can't have our drugs. <laughs> when I had an encounter with the Lord, and I, you know, I'm not going to tell you this, my age, but you know, because I, I stand firm on it, I am 35 years old. <laughs> So let me just say this, many, 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 many years ago, when I had my encounter with the Lord, I could have did commercials for Virginia Slims. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But when I had my encounter with the Lord, you know how people say, I got to go get a patch to stop smoking. I need to go to the... The, 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 the little sayings and the seminars to stop smoking. I need to do this and I need to do that. When the power of God hit me, I never smoked another day in my life. Before I had an encounter with the Lord, I would say, I'm going to stop, and I'd throw them in the trash can and come back and get them. <laughs> I would say, well, maybe if I just set them right here, you know, I, I can stop if I can just look at them, you know, and, and remind myself and be strong. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to smoke. I remember one time I put them in the trash that was to be taken away by the trash man. And I went in the house and shut the door. The door. <laughs> and I heard the truck coming and I ran out the door. <laughs> Took the lid off the trash can. I'm telling y'all for real. Got him out the train. I said, oh, God. <laughs> when you have an encounter with the Lord, when you build your altar, God will meet with you, and his power is real, and it will deliver you. 
Everybody likes to talk about Rahab. Rahab the prostitute, Rahab the prostitute. But what they don't tell you is Rahab, after she encountered the Lord, she was no longer a prostitute. There's no such thing as you won't change. Yes, you will. And I'm here to tell you, God keeps telling me to tell you. He is entering into this place even the more. He's entering into this place even the more. And what we saw today is just a beginning of what we're going to see. It's just the beginning of what we're going to see. The Lord is real. He's real. He's real. He's real. But if you never build that altar and see all this about, well, I need to wait till I'm old. No, Samuel was 12 years old. And he had an encounter with the Lord. David was eight. And he had an encounter with the Lord. I was 12. And I had an encounter with the Lord. But because I didn't have the understanding that I needed, the Lord called me. He called me into salvation. I got on my little knees by my bed in our home when we lived, you know, with my mom. You know, my sisters, all the brothers were asleep. And I got on my knees and I looked up out of the window and I prayed and I, I went through the sinner's prayer. But because I had no understanding from 12 to 20, I did what I wanted to do. But then when 20 came, the Lord called me again. And he called me stronger. And this time, I went and got some understanding. And when I got the understanding, I have not, like I said, I can't tell you my age. I'm 35. <laughs> but from 20 to 35, I know, darling, it's hard to, you know, one plus one is, you know. <laughs> I have not looked back. I was saved at 20. I was still young enough to get on the dance floor. Still young enough to do things that young people were doing. But when God called me and I had some understanding, I have not looked back. Somebody say, give me understanding, Lord. Somebody say, Lord, come in my prayer room. And began to minister to me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, help us today to keep the feast. Help us to pull out the movies about your, your, your crucifixion and your resurrection. Yes, and by the way, tonight at 6 o'clock on Channel 3, the Ten Commandments are coming on. I like that one. They came out with some new stuff, but I, I threw that out. I like the old one. I don't know if anybody got a chance to see it last Sunday, but the pardon of that Red Sea, it was on. Lord, help us to keep the feast, to keep the memorial, to keep it as a memorial. Help us not to be weary in well-doing. Help us to build an altar. Help us to get closer to you. 
Help us to hold to your unchanging hand. That's a true song. The world is ever changing, but God and his word remain the same. Help us, Lord, to build an altar. Help us to put a room in our homes where we can go to you. And we don't take no sin in there. Because God is holy. Did y'all hear me? Now don't run out to church. Don't run out to church. I said God is holy. So we need to treat him as such. Let me say that again because I'm closing now. I said God is holy. And when we're getting ready to go in his presence, we need to treat him as such. Help us, Lord. Lord. Help us to be pillars in this world. Not only for ourselves, but for our young people. Help us, Lord, to pray, read our word, love our neighbor as we love ourselves. You know, you wouldn't hurt yourself. You know that, don't you? I said, you know, you wouldn't stump on your foot. Lord, help us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Help us, Lord, to study this Bible. To honestly pick up this Bible when Sunday is over and read it and invite the Holy Spirit to come in as we're reading it and help us to understand. Help us, Lord, from this day forward to develop our relationship with you. And the church say? Amen. And the church say? Amen. God bless you.